Hello everyone, welcome to the first episode of Yudha Shastra. Uh, in this week's episode, we'll be talking about UFC 260 and some additional news. But let us dive into UFC 260 as a whole. The card was a stacked one uh, and it was a title bout between uh, Francis and uh, Stipe. And my god, was it a wonderful matchup and uh, Francis, the beast that he is. Patient uh, Francis is the scariest Francis that one can uh, encounter in the cage itself. So, uh, to those who don't know, Francis uh, Francis Enganu defeated uh, Stipe via knockout, sorry, that is punch in round two. If you have seen the video, you could clearly see that uh, Stipe thought that he could recover from the punch and he was going for it. Then, then there ended the story. So, to to have a little bit of history here, three years ago. Uh, they went ahead. Stipe won that match, and uh, you can clearly see when you look at the old tapes or the reel of that particular match three years ago. You can clearly see that uh, the Francis was uh, still uh, kind of an uh, amateurish kind of a uh, fighter compared to the beast that was uh, Stipe three years ago. But you know. Francis lost that uh, bid to win the heavyweight title from Stipe and since then the road was pretty hard and long for Francis and my god has he improved a lot. He improved uh, drastically and dramatically from their initial meeting. His takedown defense is better, his punching and his jabs are much better and the patience that he took before he set up a strike uh, and finding that opening uh, was perfect and beautiful and with that opening and with that strikes and the placement of the shots that he was going for and finally Francis was better than Stipe. It seems that all through the training camp this has been the game plan for Francis to beat Stipe. Even in the post fight press conference he was saying that their entire goal and game plan was to be relaxed. He was relaxed. Every time you find that whenever Stipe, uh, whenever Francis is fighting somebody, he goes for the bomb of an arm of his to take them down with the shots. But this time, going for the shots, but he was staying very relaxed. He was calm. He was composed. And that proved the game changer for Francis to don the belt of heavyweight championship. As far as Stipe is concerned, I feel kind of a little bit of sad for him that he lost but this particular night Francis proved to be the better man compared to Stipe. But Francis, my god, I cannot imagine Francis Enganu being so calm, so poised and I am still bowled over by his entire game plan and how he executed his entire arsenal on Stipe and that put away that Francis did on Stipe was uh, beautiful and magical and I think from moving forward uh, given his uh, stride in improving his uh, game and everything and with his new tool or new uh, weapon that is him being calm and relaxed during a fight I think this will become a deadly combination uh, when Francis fights whoever, whoever he fights in the future. So. As far as the matchup goes, both are tied at one. Um, Miocic won the first game, Nganu the second. Now the heavyweight title is with Francis. Uh, 
this gives the rise for the question of a trilogy between two of them but i don't think trilogy is needed here and even inganu isn't interested in having a trilogy but he's interested i think he's personally interested in fighting champion right but you have to wait and see how the matchup is going to be made here because at the end of the day it boils down to is everybody ready to have a trilogy is the, is that the right way to go in terms of having a matchup in the near future but i think stepe uh, francis wants to fight jones next and there is a lot of as you all are aware there is a lot of negotiation tactics going on between ufc and jones regarding payment and what not so we have to see how that plays out but one thing is sure the heavyweight title is with a well and a deadly person right now as for the next matchup is concerned as i said earlier we have to look how the john jones thing see he likes to fight he wants to fight even he says to that matter that he wants to fight john jones next but the thing with mr john jones is money has always been a problem in terms of negotiations between mr john jones team and ufc at the end of the day francis mr francis uh, doesn't have that much of say in terms of how the negotiation between jones and uh, ufc goes because it has to be between him and ufc not francis and ufc and jones so since there is a lot of skepticism a lot of speculation going on between uh, twitter wars going between jones and ufc mr dana white and all these things you have to wait who francis is going to fight next but you have to admire the calmness that mr francis displayed here so coming back to the john jones issue regarding ufc see uh, during the match mr john jones was tweeting like hell regarding who he wants to fight and what what not and all that but one thing that every uh, that he made clear uh, jones made clear during his twitter storm or whatever you call it was that after watching the fight he's clearly indicating that the fight isn't the issue here the paycheck is because he he's kind of the he's the best right now in terms of his game plan his uh, you don't know what you call he's the best john jones is the best but at the end of the day the paycheck question comes into the equation and everything falls apart there so as far as what i am seeing and what i am hearing the issue seems to be paycheck issues and we have to wait how the negotiation goes and we have to see who francis will fight in the next match let us see and uh, wait how this thing plays out in the next coming few days coming to the next match of the night that is uh, vincent luke versus uh, tyron woodley vincent won via submission it was a diak choke uh, in round 1 see before getting into the fight itself it was uh, kind of that uh, woodley uh, knocked out uh, robby lawler uh, kind of tapped there until and as of today tyron woodley is no longer under the contract of usa because he fought out uh, his last um, match uh, in the contract and he is no longer under ufc contract he is kind of a free agent there is no stopping him in resigning with ufc but from looking at what uh, woodley is tweeting, uh, tweeting and everything it doesn't look like that he might be back in ufc roster anytime even if you go to the website of the ufc i think he is uh, 
ఫ్యాన్స్ కెనాట్ నో లాంగర్ ఓట్ ఫర్ హిమ్ ఓట్ ఫర్ హిమ్ ఇన్ ద ర్యాంకింగ్స్ అండ్ ఆల్సో హీఈస్ ఐడెంటిఫైడ్ యాజ్ ఎ ఫార్మర్ ఫైటర్ ఆర్ సంథింగ్ లైక్ దాట్ so the history of woodley uh, in mma and his career is not new he is the best he is he is best at what he does but you have to understand that he had three straight losses one was with uh, usman uh, gilbert and colby so these three uh, losses do come at a price both physically mentally in terms of everything right no fighter wants to be in that rut nobody likes to be that uh, have that uh, streak in their uh, career but woodley came into this fight with uh, vincent with a lot of energy with a lot of hope that he is going to turn around his luck or his streak here and it kind of showed between uh, how the press conferences went how the interaction between the two fighters went right he was having this uh, complex with him he was displaying all kinds of things it was like having like uh, it was very complicated but i didn't understand why woodley had to do that but you have to know that he was kind of doing what he needs to do and as soon as the bell rang woodley ran uh, and tried to uh, engage with luke and i don't know uh, maybe i'm not an expert in it as much as they know but it was very aggressive and i didn't understand you you could see you know that you are in a losing streak right you would at least wait for few minutes engage, engage what is going on try to come up with a game plan and then go for the takedown or then go for an attack or whatever but it seems that he had his own uh, strategy and game plan to be executed but as you know things didn't go as planned as i said earlier this was the last vote on woodley's contract and as far as uh, the future with ufc it isn't looking good match up and it is very hard to promote when they, uh, there is this kind of streak attached to a fighter also but one thing you have to understand that he even i think he even admitted on instagram like he was he posted like uh, shit was going on really well until it wasn't and then he also said that he kind of see saw an opportunity yeah i think he said that he saw he saw an opportunity for in a knockout and uh, he was excited about it or uh, yeah he got to excited about it rather and but at the end of the day vincent won this is one of the biggest uh, wins of his career right because uh, i think in the like yeah you kind of finished a former uh, welterweight champion in tyron woodley and vincent luke was absolutely best it was the biggest fight of his career and he kind of uh, passed the test that was put in front of him with the highest marks one could get and particularly that to a submission through an uh, diak choke in the first round itself was amazing he looked absolutely best he was patient he was like it was beautiful execution of the entire thing from his side of the view as far as the fight is concerned it was wild and as, though it was a short one as long as it lasted it it was really wild both landed big shots on each other but at the end of the day vincent had a better game plan vincent was much more poised in his execution of his game plan and he won fair and square and you have to remember that though this is his biggest win in terms of his uh, matchups he won nine of his last 10 fights and right now i think he's placed in top 10 of the welterweight in ufc and this is where i found it very interesting right <laughs> he called out nate diaz for a fight 
i don't know why he did that i see see my interactions with the mma community has been a very short uh, very recent actually this is not i'm not a senior into this mma whole thing but uh, from from the time i was started watching mma fights it seems that either they are going to go for nate or corner or somebody in the top 10 a top 4 to 2 or 3 but nate mr nate, uh, the name of the nate d has always comes out if the fighter wants to prove how hard he is or how long his how good his cardio is he is going for the nate ds fight so that is the most interesting thing that i found and it was kind of funny that he called out uh, nate ds but uh, it has to be that he also won uh, bonus uh, for the match during this uh, in this card right but at the end of the day vincent won over tyron woodley via submission so that was the co-main event of the card itself coming to the third event shan umali versus thomas it was a ko knockout through via punches in round 3 so it was a bantamweight card and it has to be said that umali dominated over thomas see it was like everything lined up for shan umali right after the first round you kind of understand that uh it it went both ways during that first two rounds if you remember uh, i think in ufc 252 uh yeah i think it was in uh, uh 252 yes in august i think in ufc 252 in the, in august uh he lost to marlon vera in the first round itself it was a technical knockout and this is him coming back to his winning streak again as far as how this went out i think um yeah this was an interesting um, match altogether but i wasn't excited for it to be pretty honest with you i don't know how. i went in thinking both of them had equal chances i don't know i know i may be wrong here but i uh, miss uh, shanomali is kind of an wild card at this point of time from my view if i'm wrong please forgive me but i wasn't as much as excited as i was for uh, vincent and uh, woodley's or uh, stepe versus uh, ingano but at the end of the day there was the match up both fighters were uh, very engaging at the end, uh, and one had the upper hand over the other yeah but the interesting part was right uh, this part was very interesting to me right so in the first round omali dropped thomas and he walked away without realizing that thomas wasn't finished he thought that the fight was over and uh, to his surprise he got up uh, thomas got up and the fight continued it has to be said that it was a surprise i i when i was watching the match up match itself i was surprised why didn't he go for the pun- punches or the smashing in whatever the fighters do generally when they knock uh, they drop somebody i think he was confident enough that uh, thomas was out or thomas was uh, done for that uh, match and he simply walked away but to his surprise the, he got up thomas got up and the match continued and to his credit he kept up the pace he kept up uh, with the punches he kept up with the distance and everything was perfectly placed and finally uh, omali proved to be a better fighter this particular night compared to thomas alameda that was the surprising thing why you drop somebody and you don't go for the finish and think that the person is knocked out and simply walk away this happens right you are if you are 
really oh, sometimes people do get overconfident and they think that they they finished somebody in the fight but you end up realizing that the other person gets up or the other person recovers and they go in for uh, two extra rounds yeah that was interesting of the whole uh, fight between both of these two contenders so during the post uh, press of post fight press conference this was again raised i said people were very surprised why didn't you go for the finish uh, he said for his part he said that he didn't think that the last strike was needed since he already thought that alameda was done as i said earlier he people do think that they have finished the other person before they even finish them he said that i want to fight before the end of year again uh, which is surprising and not surprising at the same time because he is uh, he wants to continue this winning streak and ufc i think ufc also is interested in matching or pairing him kind of matches him stylistically or somebody who fits into his entire story or arc in the ufc and um, we have to wait and see how this uh, thing of the train goes as one says coming to the ma- uh, next matchup uh, miranda maverick uh, defeats uh, gillian robertson via unanimous decision this was very interesting for me because uh, this was uh, one where i did i went in without expecting anything or supporting any one particular fighter in this game see you have to understand that uh, miranda is one of the top prospects in the flyweight division right now this is her second win and she is a rising star in that division particularly now when you watch this fight you understand that her striking capabilities are beautiful she surprised enough people with her grappling skills or her groundwork over robertson they went full length it was three rounds and finally it came to the decision and the decision was an unanimous one as far as robertson is concerned she did kind of try to have a comeback moment where she went for a late armbar attempt but before the armbar was executed completely uh miranda escaped or slipped kind of slipped free and see there was this moment where they were trying to connect and uh, they were going for another takedown uh, but at the end of the day she couldn't get the uh, robertson couldn't get the armbar that she went for but instead uh, it went it went the other way and uh, miranda got her takedown and that takedown proved to be a costly one to robertson because i think when you look at the scores uh, score cards i think uh, uh, that takedown helped her to get that points or the uh, nudge to ensure that the decision was an unanimous one in terms of judging but yeah that was that was the interesting fight for me in terms of uh, having no horse in the race but looking from a completely neutral standpoint of view and uh, I really liked how the entire fight went for the three rounds, and I, it was not a surprise for me when the first two rounds uh, said the town, and the third one had this interesting moment. And as far as the uh, Miranda Maverick is concerned, this is her uh, fourth straight winning. Yeah, this is I think yeah uh, yeah this is her fourth fight. Uh, yeah, four fight winning streak, and see she called out Shivashanko. i don't know why she called her but she did call her and uh, but the interesting thing is she called out and uh, shivashanko so this is ufc 26 260 from my perspective 
i know everybody has their different opinions but this is mine if you have any um, apprehensions about it please forgive me but uh, do understand that i have different uh, expectations from different fighters at the end of the day coming to the news aspect of the ufc week ufc president dana white has said at this point of time it has been official uh, as far as we know that the fight is going they are targeting and it is sure that both of the um, fighters have signed the contract and it is going to be ufc 264 and that is going to take place on july 10th in las vegas i think it was t-mobile uh, arena that they were going for and it seems that as of now it is confirmed both the fighters have signed the contract the trilogy is going to happen on july 10th ufc 264 the interesting thing is if you have been following the news you know that there has been a back and forth between the charity of uh, dustin poirier and Mex- uh, corner because corner said that he is going to give half a million dollars to dustin's charity and uh, they ren- uh, he reneged on it and uh, Dustin kind of blasted him on Twitter and they went back and forth and he said that and I think um, uh, Corner said that he's going to pull out of the fight but I think it was all for nothing yeah they have a rivalry regard they have kind of have a rivalry regarding the um yeah charity because uh, Corner accused him of uh, uh, running behind money instead of having some kind of an ethics kind of thing but as far as both are concerned the fight is on both have signed the contract and it is going down on july 10th now comes the question of uh, the vacant lightweight title after uh, khabib uh, announced his retirement it appears that everybody is going for uh, the title fight uh, justin gechi is running uh, f- uh, he's uh, throwing his hat for the title fight everybody in that uh, division seems to be interested in having that fight or fighting for the title in the coming weeks but as far as uh, from the perspective of dana dana uh, he explained that uh, yeah there is say see gechi has been a backup fighter for many fights and he uh, dana white kind of confirmed that gechi is the backup fighter for the trilogy fight between uh, dustin and mcgregor uh, gechi also said that uh, from his side he wants to have a title shot in his uh, next fight see understand this the fight between uh, poirier and uh, mcgregor is a money match it is a huge money match it is a very big financial match for both of them but gechi wants a title fight it boils down to who is at the top of the heap right now at the top of the heap right now uh, dustin is the man in terms of that division from all accounts uh, Khabib is not going to return or uh, is not going to uh, renege on his uh, promise of retirement to his family but Gechi he is as far as right now is the highest ranked fighter in the lightweight division and he's he doesn't have any future fights or he's not booked for any future fights and Gechi has been expressing this vocally and he's also displeased with UFC leadership as he has been blasting them for uh passing him over for the title shot of the lightweight division and uh see the surprise i think whatever the uh, emotions that uh, gechi is disp- displaying here is kind of valid with the introduction of uh, michael chandler into the roster and uh, the fight between chandler and uh, Char- charles oliveira confirmed 
and it was uh, confirmed for that uh, yeah i think that the match is confirmed for um, title fight in may of uh, 2021 and it, so that is what is happening in terms of uh, justin gechi uh, corner versus pori 3 and chandler versus olivera fighting for the title in may so i don't know how justin gechi is going to um have his say in terms of uh, who he fights next but we have to see how again let us see where this leads coming to the next aspect of the news uh, misha tate announced her comeback and from from every aspect of it her various interviews in various podcasts she clearly indicated that uh, her uh, decision to return to sport after five years that too in terms of uh, bantamweight she is she was an ex uh bantamweight champion and she is returning to uh, her division uh, and she was uh, clearly reiterating that her decision to return is not motivated by anything other than her reignited passion for the sport itself she was saying that uh, it is kind of a valuable thing for her and time yeah time was valuable to her and she felt uh, the moment was right and she wanted to do this again but questions did rose that uh, was one of the reasons might be uh, a financial one she clearly uh, without saying it she clearly said that i'm financially set by saying that i don't have to do, do this and nobody is forcing her to do this also she simply saying that her passion for the for, uh, fight or the sport has reignited and she wants to get into the roster to fight somebody who is challenging enough to fight her maybe if everything goes according to her plan again she'll become a bantamweight champion we have to see in the division because at the end of the day she has to rise to the occasion that was one interesting uh, news regarding uh, misha date as far as the ben versus uh, jake paul uh, fight is concerned we all know what it is and i am not going to go into that if you are listening to this late and you know the result of uh, jake versus uh, ben please don't share it with anybody hope you have a good and wonderful day thank you for listening uh, 